Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Hallelujah. Blessings and salutations to you all. It's time to keep it real on the Real Talk Radio Talk Show. We are excited that you have joined in with us today. Hallelujah. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am joined in the studio with my vivacious and beautiful co-host, Miss Tanya Clark Roberts. Good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon, beautiful. How are you? <laughs> I am awesome. I am awesome. What is going on in your world today? Oh wow, you oh wow. You don't not not my world. <laughs> uh, we'll never get done with the show. Okay. <laughs> oh, we won't get done, but let's just say, oh, as Madea would say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Keep it like that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Anyhow, Amen. okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How about well, you, Elder? How has it been? Uh, you know what? It has been nonstop, my sister. It's truly been nonstop, but God is so good because He gives us the strength to endure and to do whatever it is that he has given us assignment to do. So I'm grateful today. I actually got me some sleep last night. I was like, OMG, this is so wonderful. (laughs) It's like, what a concept. The the thought of rest and sleep, that was a phenomenal concept that God had. We should um, partake of it a little more often in our busy, busy schedules. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's exactly right. Hmm. Well, our our show today, um, we just you know what we apologize too for not being able to get with you guys last week. But for whatever reason, um, the station was down. I could not log in. I couldn't put the show up. And um, and I really because there was so much going on week before last in our nation. I really really wanted to talk to you um, and share. But um, today we have posted it that um, we are divided in our nation, communities, and even our homes. How do we unify? And that's what we 
want to talk about today. For those of you that are listening online or what have you, we want you to call in. We really want to hear your voice. We want you to um, connect with us so that we can we can have dialogue because I believe that's the beginning of unification um, is to have dialogue, not arguments, not debates, but straight dialogue and communication between one another. So our call-in number is 657 657- Three eight three one two eight three. I invite you again to call in, join in with us. If you prefer just to post in the chat room, that's fine too. But we really, really want to hear from you. Again, that call in number is six five seven eight three eight one two eight three. So, my sister, um, give me your take on on what's going on right now in our nation, and then we're going to break it down to our communities and our homes, because um, I think it all starts in the home. But at any rate, what's your feeling? How are you coping with and dealing with what's going on right now? I tell you what, Elder, it's a lot of praying for me right now, a lot of praying. It's to the point where even when I don't feel like it, my soul begins to cry out. Because we mm-hmm. are in what we were talking about a couple of shows ago was catastrophic. This is catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, in our nation, it's so much, oh, wow, I, I just believe there's so much innocent bloodshed and, and anger and, and possession and entitlement and so much of that that we're losing the mark that we have crushed on top of morals pushed down spirituality, slapped God back in the background, and then we want to stand. And now what's happening? We yeah. have to cry yeah. out because now the heels are starting getting ready to cry out for us. Mm-hmm. That's a little too mm-hmm. deep, but that's how I feel like it is yeah. right now, Elder, in the no, nation. That's, that's not even the house yet. And then for for our communities, where do you see our communities? Because it is our communities that make up our nation, and and it's these communities that are are crying out and coming together and protest and you know and taking a stand. How do you feel about the different protests and um, signs being carried and the marches and what have you that's going on currently? I feel like it's a lot of misunderstanding and a a lot of being tired. See, it's amazing because sometimes it takes something so real to us, so divine, to make us rise up and want to fight. See, that was the Mm -hmm. same thing that Rosa Parks had in her when she she had to do what she did. That was the same Mm -hmm. that Martin Luther King had when he did what he did. And even when we were talking about Ali as a fighter, he still had to stand and go to jail mm-hmm. even for what he believed mm-hmm. in. So what's mm-hmm. happening is we didn't, I don't believe that we took that stand. I believe when they was pushing us back, suppressing us and putting their feet on us, we were just backing down and taking down. Now what's happening is we're becoming angry, but it's a lot of misunderstanding in the anger as well. Mm-hmm. Now, so far yes. as our communities, mm-hmm. Elder, if you don't mind me just saying this, black lives do matter. But we should know that when black lives matter, black lives matter when we need fathers to raise our children. Black lives matter when these single mothers keep having babies and the father wasn't around for the first one. Black lives matter when Mm. we tell the boys, young boys, pull up your pants, 
Stop sagging. Mm. Don't nobody want to see your underwear like that. Why do you have to look mm-hmm. like that, hanging down? Why you, you know what I'm trying to say? Why? See, mm-hmm. we, we, when we tell our kids education matters, that's when black lives matter. Education matters. Go to school. Get your education. And then what do they do? Then the nation took all of our power as parents away and said mm-hmm. they have rights too. What? Uh, hmm. I can go hmm. on and on, Elder, because I'm feeling this thing. Black lives do matter, but don't let them matter. Because, see, all they did was change from hoods to badges. That's what people got to understand, and I'm in the South. All they've done is they took off their hoods, and they're wearing badges. Not the majority of them, because the sad part is there's good even around evil. So it's sad sometimes that the good got to pay for the penance of the evil. But what's happening now is now is rage and anger. And we have to ask ourselves the question with videos, video photography, and everything that's going on, everything, what are we really fighting for? And after we get done being angry and after the dust settles and after all that, then we go back to forgetting what it was really all about, that black lives mattered. I think you touched on a very poignant um, point. And and that is um, going to take us into our next little segue dealing with our homes. If black lives really matter, then are they mattering in our homes? You know, what are we teaching our children? How are we training them up in the ways that they should go? What are we imparting within them? And, And again, as you so eloquently stated, where are the fathers? Okay, where are the fathers that are supposed to be heading up the families? Again, you you, you did a phenomenal job because you're so correct. If we're going to stand and say black lives matter, then it has to start in our homes. You know, it, it's got to matter to us. We're, we're, we're out there pushing this down other people's throat, but we're not accepting our responsibility for the state of our communities. We really aren't, you know, we really, really aren't. And it starts in the home. Our homes are more divided today than ever before. You know, you have racism being bred in the home, and you have kids that are taking on what their parents are propagating to them, and that's in both Nation, in all nationalities, not because you know you you got Hispanics that you know don't like black mm-hmm. people. You got um, mm-hmm. um, Caucasian people that don't like ethnicities. Like um, I'm Italian, so I don't like the Irish. Okay, um, right, I'm right. Irish. I don't like the Jewish. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, all of these different things are being propagated first and foremost in our homes. But wait, what you missed the main thing. You missing the main prejudice. It's black on black. We're mad. We, we don't like these guys. Okay. I'm just being honest with you. I found more prejudice with my own kind. Isn't that sad? You know what Let's it was talk really about that with your own kind. For real. For real. For real. When I lived in Tennessee, the one thing that struck me about the Tennesseans is they were such a friendly people. But the ones that were the most friendly 
with a Caucasian. Because a black person will walk by you and not speak to you if you were laying in the middle of the street dying. Okay? (laughs) The Caucasians, and we used to talk about this, and the Caucasians will walk up to you and tell you their whole life history and, you know, what's going on. (laughs) And it was like, wow. (laughs) You know? Right. Right. such a... diversity in the black community, but the Caucasians, it was like they were going out of their way to reach out to say, hey, I'm here. I want to support you. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to be your friend. Yes, I do. Just, yes, I do. It was amazing yes. to me. Yes, you tell me the truth, though. That's why we call it Keep It Real. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about why is that. And that's sad mm-hmm. to me. Why do we hate each other? Why do we mm-hmm. kill each other? Why wouldn't they bring all the alcohol in the bad fast food restaurants? Why ain't we out there protesting for that? Because I'm going to tell you, nothing against white people, but white people don't want all that bullcrap food in their, in their world. So they'll push it in our community. But we're not out there fighting for causes because our children, they're dying, our schools. You, why aren't we fighting for that cause? But you know what's sad? Why did it take the lives of young men? That make us stand up. Now we fighting, so no, we don't even know why half of them don't even know why they're fighting. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's just because there, there's so much anger in them for all kind of reasons, and now they have something that they feel like they can point it to. You know, um, and, and and it's real sad. I'm gonna say this, and I'm sure that there's gonna be people that don't appreciate what I'm about to say, but I mean this from my heart. If you didn't shed as many tears for those officers that were gunned down as you did for the two men that were gunned down like week before last, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. Because life itself should matter. Life should matter. Life matters. There was this, this on Yahoo, there was this video, very short, brief video, but of this 13-year-old young man hugging the coffin of his father, and it was it was draped in the American flag, and he was one of the officers that was gunned down. And as I saw this young man hugging that coffin, saying goodbye to his father for the last time, I promise you, I, I mean, even now when I think about it, it just brought tears to my eyes because this little boy has done nothing to anybody. Okay, but his daddy won't come home to him ever again. If your heart is not broken on both sides, on both sides, then something is wrong because that is is the problem that we feel that we get on a soapbox and and we want to shout out that, you know, they're killing our young black men. They're, you know what I'm saying, they're mistreating us. They're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing the other But again, like you just said, Tanya, we're doing it to ourselves. First off, we're doing it to ourselves. And when innocent lives are taken, be them black, brown, yellow, or white, there is a huge problem in our country and in the fabric of humanity. If I'm going to do something to somebody, I'm just speaking for myself. This is personal. I'm going to do it to the person that did it to me. I'm not going to go out there and find some innocent bystander on the street to do something to because they didn't do anything to me. So because what, I, I, what people I got on the phone is right, sis. I apologize, Elder. Innocent bloodshed. 
Innocent blood said, you can't fight evil with evil. The word of God tells exactly. you that. It is exactly. And we're hurting. Please hear me. I did not like the fact how they did that brother. And if I had to look at the video cameras on both of them, I promise you they better be glad I wasn't on the jury or I was not a judge in their case yet. But all I'm saying is we're doing it wrong because now what you've done is we only can pray that the young man that was holding his father's casket don't turn into one of them hoodies, join the police Thank force, you. and now they want to take some Thank of us you. out. See, people don't exactly. know catastrophic things causes catastrophic events. So now you cause hurt, not only hurt, but hate. Because when you, you hurt and hate when you don't understand. If you have an understanding, you're going to hurt, but you're not going to hate like that. If you have Christ in your life, then you, it, it, you know what I'm saying, Elder? This hurts me yes. on both sides of the fence because yes. now they say Black Lives Matter, but it's going to be a slaughter if they continue. And now we're going to lose more black lives? It's bad enough that half of our black men are in the graveyard. The other half is in prison. Right, the other half is in molested, right. and God forbid, they don't know what's going on with their lives. What about the 2% of black men that we need for all the young, beautiful black women that are waiting for good husbands? What's happening to this? What's happening? Why don't we have homes? I've worked in a grocery store, Elder, for 12 years. It saddened me when I would always see every Saturday morning white fathers coming in with their white children grocery shopping and doing things. But it hurt me because I've barely seen black fathers do it. When I did, I gave them a heart and a coodle. What's happening to us as a nation, as a people? That where we have, where we hate so much, now we don't even know. So we think it's okay to pray and then hate and kill. Those two things don't mix. You know, I apologize. No, no, you're good. You're, you're, you're good. Um, I remember sitting at a meeting. This was years ago. And I had the distinct pleasure to sit in on a meeting with Oral Roberts. And it was a meeting of religious leaders, and I didn't even understand why I was even there because it was just like, wow. <laughs> but I got invited, you know, and and it was it was a meeting of black religious leaders, and they had arranged this meeting to meet with Oral Roberts to get guidance and direction on some things. He sat wow. there and he looked. He, this is this is what he said. I will never forget this. I promise you, I'll never forget this. And he said. I don't understand why I'm here. He, he just, you know, he's looking at them. He said, I, I'm really, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be facetious, but I don't understand why I'm here. Do you not understand that God called you, your people, to be the leaders? Do you not understand that? We should be coming to you for guidance and direction. And the problem lies in the fact that you don't realize who you are. Wow. I was like wow. blown away. Wow. I was blown away. Wow. Wow. He said the problem is you don't realize who you are. Wow. Like, yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's catastrophic right there. I believe in my soul 
that that is the number one problem that we as a black people face. We do not realize who we are. Because if we did, we would have pride in who we are. I'm not talking about cockiness. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm not talking about conceit. I'm talking about pride in lifting our heads and carrying ourselves in such a manner that it would make other nations stop and take notice. It it, it just... It saddens me that I'm with you. I'm so with you. The enemy has done such a good job in infiltrating our youth and having them to believe that they're the women, that they're female dogs, the men that, you know, all they want to do is hop from bed to bed and sag and show their butt and pick up a gun and kill. And I believe in my soul it goes back to exactly what what Dr. Roberts said. You don't know who you are. You don't know that's who powerful. That's that's powerful. That's powerful. And something came to my spirit and I want to put it out there. And I'm trusting God that I know that he's leading me to say this. When we pray and we praise God, so many of us are still praying to him and praising him as if we're still enslaved. And God Mm. said, we are no longer enslaved, for we are free. And Mm. who God has made free, he is free indeed. See, when you praise because you're free, that's a different praise than when you're in bondage. When you pray, are you still asking God for things? Mm. Or are you in your mature prayer now where it's all about what do you need from me, Lord? Amen. What yes. Can I do for yes. You, Lord, mm. if we're still praying and praying to God for things, then I'm here to say, and you can call me if you want to, you all wrong. That's why there's no breakthroughs in the land. That's why the healing is not like it used to in the land. He gave us all power to change and manifest things if we would come together just as. Black people alone. We're more than Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, and whites put together. Hmm. But we're killing each other. And we're becoming extinct as a nation. I saw a post this past week that talked about um, black genocide. And, and it was an angry post. And it was directed, of course, at the Caucasians and at the police and what have you. But we perpetrate more of our own genocide than any other nationality in the world, literally. <clears throat> we are out there on the streets, our young men and women. It, it, it's like there is absolutely no reverence or respect for life. None. And you're so right, sis. It, it's like this is why. The enemy works overtime to cause, <clears throat> excuse me, us as a people to turn away from God, to say, well, where was God in all of this? And I don't want to hear about God, and God doesn't care about our plight. And, oh, I've seen it all, okay? I've heard it all. But when was the last time, as as sis just said, when was the last time you asked God, like, okay, what's my role in this? 
What have you called me to do? Do you not know we were not put on this earth to be worrying about our houses, our cars, and our clothes, and how much money you got in the bank? And, and, And let me put this out there. And, Doc, how many was at your service today? Okay. You better come on. You better come on, somebody. Come on. That's not our purpose. That's not our purpose. We were put here to rule and to reign as God's ambassador, as kings, as priests. And all we can think about is the cares of this world. We have allowed our our judgments, our hearts, and our minds to become clouded to the things of God. You want to know my heart, where we start in unity? We first unify ourselves back unto God. Because until we become one with him as we need to be, we will continue to be a place of people divided within our race, within our communities, within our nation. And when you become one with him, you're not just propagating that, quote, unquote, I'm a Christian. No, 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 no. That's out the window. You are living the life that he has called you to live. You have a relationship, and you are seeking his guidance, his His contentment, his, you know, it's just like everything, everything in your life needs to revolve and circle around one thing. God, what is your will in this situation? I don't care what situation it is. Yes, I don't care that's what beautiful. the situation is. That's what beautiful. is your will. That's beautiful. It doesn't matter, sis, as well. I'm a mother. A 15-year-old, I'm sure everybody, whoever's been listening to the show long, you know I'm, I'm, I have really gone through and still going through. But I've had to back up, okay, because I had to ask the Lord, I can't keep doing it like this. I'm fighting, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Some, you know what I'm saying? This spirit is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. See, I can't beat this spirit down like I want to. I can't curse mm-hmm. this spirit out like I want to. Which way? How do I do it, Lord? And he began to show me the strategy. You got to hear this word, the strategy and the tactics of how to fight the enemy. Mm. There's more anger in the world than there is prayer right now. If anybody listened when the Pope came, a lot of black people, I'm sure, probably didn't look at the Pope because they felt because he was Catholic, they didn't need to watch him. But what people missed about everything was that he was spreading love. And even then, the people on the radios and stuff had things to say about him. And what he kept trying to tell me is just love. See, y'all think it's about the homosexuality. Let God take care of it. Just love. See, y'all think it's all about the hate and the prejudice. Y'all don't worry. Let God take care of that. Just love. But nobody wants hmm. to love. Because guess what? Because what, the way we've been taught now, what we've gone through, love, you're going to get ran over. Love, you're going to get mistreated. Love, you're going to get talked about. Love, you're going to get. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? That's what Jesus mm-hmm. did for you when he died on the cross, didn't he? Huh. That's what that. he went okay. through, didn't he? And didn't he go okay. through all that? Then why can't he why can't you do it for the purpose and the pride? Why don't what we stand for is we're gonna stand on what we we were bred it in. We believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we believe he's the Messiah and he shall deliver us from all this. He said, I shall deliver you from them all. He didn't say something. He didn't say one thing. He said he will deliver us from them all. But we have never given him a chance to do it. Because I am one to say before I realized I was putting all my two cents into God's business and expected him to give me all his good results. 
Okay, I was all the flavor of the Kool Aid. I was like, what kind of Kool Aid Mm. you making today? Okay, I'm gonna make some with you. Mm -hmm. Right? You gotta learn, like the the gospel song says, step aside. Stop, step aside. You gotta step aside because that's the hardest thing to do, even as a mother going through with a child. That's the hardest thing to do, even as a wife, when you're going through in your marriage. That's the hardest thing to do when you're on your job and they're giving you hell and you know you're doing your job right. See, that's the thing when you lose a friend. See, that's when you got to step aside when you lose somebody that you love, somebody died in your life. Those are the hardest things to do. But what is the purpose of God bringing us this far? He never brought us this far to leave us or forsake Mm -mm. us. Mm -mm. I'm standing, sis. I'm standing. Amen. And if I got to die Amen. for what I believe in, then I'm like, Lord, let it go fast. Do you feel what I'm saying? Amen. Let it go fast. Amen. Because I'm not going to be in and buckle, and I'm not going to start hating now. And I'm sorry if anybody expect me to just speak hate and spirit of ugliness and start cursing out the, uh, out the um, police families and cursing them down. I, I had something done to me not too long ago, and when I was praying, the Lord had to back me up and stop me. You know what he said? Just because I gave you the authority in prayer, that did not give you the right to curse anything. I said, back that prayer mm-hmm. up in the name of Jesus, and you start praying for your enemy. But when you're praying blessings yeah. upon your enemy. Because I told you when you do that, then I'm going to heap a whole bakasha, a heap of cold stones upon their head. I'm going to take care of this. And I had to step aside because they hurt me so bad. It doesn't matter what kind of hurt it is. Hurt is hurt, sis. Yes, it is. We got to learn how to step aside and allow God and his word to prevail. I didn't mean to overtalk. I just get cat passionate about stuff like this. No, that's real, though. But you know what? And what you just said, it relates to where we're at as a community and as a nation because we are hurting. We are hurting. And that, that's, that's the biggest part of our anger is our pain. And it's coming out in anger because we're hurting, you know, because we're hurting. And you're so right. We have to give it to him. We've got to give it to God. I am so not against peaceful protest. I believe in it. I really, really do. I believe in standing up for what you believe in. I do, too. Because I stand up for what I believe in. So please, please hear that. But peaceful protest, okay? Because you cannot fight, as you just said, you cannot fight evil with evil. You know, get back into your word. Go into the Beatitudes. See what Christ said, how you treat your enemies. What do you do in in these wicked times? You stand up with love. You stand up with love. Love will kill a multitude of the pain and the hurt and all the evilness that's being spewed at you. There are things that happen where people's lives are taken, and with their dying breath, they are looking at that one that took their life and saying to them, I forgive you. I still love you, and so does God. And they're going on home. And that person, that same person that took that life is changed forever. Now, he can't give that life back, but I promise you, something inside shifted. And it's like, oh, my God, what have I done? It is with loving kindness that God has drawn you to him, and he will draw your adversary to him. Your enemies belong to him as well. And we can never forget he's not looking at skin color. He's looking at your soul and your heart. 
God is not judging you by the color of your skin, nor is he giving you a pass because of the color of your skin. You're being judged by your heart and your soul. Come on, Elder. You got to come so on. We, not, we, we, we need to stop and think, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then you go back to, I'm so proud of you, sis, that to hear that, you know, you're seeking God for strategies because that's what it's all about. Daddy, how would you, again, what is your will in this situation? How would you have me handle this? Because I'm going to mess it up well, if I do it in me. I ain't no way well, you possible that I could do it right in me. Well, you know, the in the, in the Bible, when they fought in wars, and, I, and sis, you got to correct me, um, when Abraham was ready to fight a war, he had less men than the opposing side. And he wound up fight he wound up whooping all of them. Took out five is that, five is, kings. Five kings. <laughs> yes he did. He, yes he did. But how did he? Mm-hmm. He went to God for strategy. Absolutely. What I'm saying is the Lord said, I'm gonna speak a word out again, because it's the season now. He said, In the last days, didn't he tell us my very elect? will be fooled. I'm so sad to say that a lot of people are getting ready to get their blessings canceled that were on the way because they're allowing hurt and hate to fill their hearts. See, while you're full of hurt and hate, you can't get filled with blessings. There's no way that they can get in. Didn't God say that if you can't forgive your sister or brother that has done something wrong against you, don't even think about going to him and asking him for anything. So you got to be able to work that word so that word can work for you. See, somebody needs to know this morning that there's blessings in the land right now. I don't care who they say going into office. I still believe the reason why I'm here because God is not through with me yet. It's still time Amen. to bless me. It's still time for triumphs with me. It's still things that I can do to change. So somebody else got to know the same thing. But you got to realize mm-hmm. if you allow yourself to get caught up because the devil is running rampant. I'm not saying what happened was not wrong. It was wrong. I'm saying that right oh, now. It was wrong. Oh, I promise you it was wrong about that. And I'm glad I wasn't there because I'd probably be in jail right now because I would have went, Daddy, just, I probably would have lost it. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the way. Seek ye the kingdom of God first in all thy righteousness. All of it. We're missing the mark. We have been suppressed as a people for so long on our jobs, in the street, wherever we go, just because of our color. They've been jealous of us and hurt by us for so long because they know we got power. But we can't express the power and stand up on the power until you get where the power comes from. And that's from up above. Ooh. Elder, you know what? We probably got about two or three shows out of this one. Because I. <laughs> Amen. Sorry. Amen. It's real. It's real. I'm feeling this it's thing. Real. I'm feeling myself. Okay. You know, I'm like Beyonce. I'm real. feeling myself. <laughs> Seriously. You know, I, I'm just, you know, it just saddens me. And, and I know that I feel in my spirit that the things that are going on and taking place, not just in our nation, not just in our communities, not just in our home, but especially in the quote-unquote body of Christ 
is saddening God because we have neglected to take our place, first and foremost, as the watchman on the wall. You see, some of the things that are going on, we have to take responsibility for because we're not on the wall. We're, we're not praying. We're not, God, God does not allow anything to be released without first, he said, without first telling his servants the prophets. And where do you think they get that from? Being in the presence of God. When you're in his presence, he's calling you to strategize with you, excuse me, with you, to let you know, this is what I need you to attend to in prayer. This is what I need you to come against. This is what I need you to release. This is what I need you to do. And we're too busy. We're too busy. We're too caught up in everything that's going around us to take our place as the watchman on the wall and command, command the things of God to come into existence. Amen. Amen. You know, Elder, can I say something? I remember I was at a church in Atlanta, and an older lady, this is after the uh, catastrophic event that happened in New Orleans, and it was a, a lot of our people. And uh, she was in a church, and she was telling her testimony. And she began to speak how she woke up late that night, about 1 o'clock in the morning. And the Lord told her, call your family and everybody that will go with you, and you need to leave now. And she said she remembered not even hesitating and start calling her family up. And the ones that believed what she said, because she was like Nana, all of them was at her house. They, she said it had to be in less than about 10 minutes with station wagons and trucks and stuff. And they left down the highway. And all hell broke loose early that morning. Mm-hmm. See, I don't believe that God loves Nana more than he loves any of us. I'm telling you. I just believe a lot of us are not in position to hear God when he's calling because we're so busy and so busy telling God how to do this thing. See, I'm telling somebody out there because, see, I was that one. See, when you, the Lord had to stop me, hold up a minute, hold up a minute. Okay, he'd be talking to me just like that. See, you so busy talking and you so busy asking and you so busy crying out thinking, uh, but you ain't even sit long enough to see or, or do, to, do what I got to tell you. Mm. Why is that? Mm. You think he allowed some? Why is that? Because he said, my sheep know my voice. Amen. Amen. You got to put yourself in a position to hear his voice. You said, Elder, we're just too busy, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Attending to what? <laughs> okay? We're too busy attending to what? Seriously. You know? I mean, oh, everything has our attention. Everything has us stressed out. Everything has us doing this, that, and the next while our children, our babies, are laying in the streets bleeding out because we were too busy to attend to what we needed to attend to in prayer. This is the truth, you know, and the truth hurts. God in heaven knows the truth hurts. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And it is the unbelievable of what we deal with on a daily basis, on a daily basis. 
so much of what our families go through, our communities go through, is our fault because we're not putting ourselves in the place that we need to be in in order to stop it. That's the problem. Yeah, well, we're building up the churches to make them look big and pretty. Okay. We're not building hey, up the Doc, how many you have? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. you're not building people up the people. Sitting in the church is dying and going to hell. Dying. Going straight to hell. For real. Why is that? Why is that? Because what people have to realize is we're just, we're seeking man and we're not seeking God. We're seeking possessions and we're not seeking his kingdom. I'm going to tell you it's so easy to get caught up. Turn on a television. Before you know it, you're programmed. You think it's really about the cars, and you think it's about the clothes, and you think it's about the hair. Exactly. Man, I said to mm-hmm. my husband, I go, I watched the Music Mogul Awards with Missy Elliott and them, because I love them. Let me just say that, Queen Latifah and them. But I told my husband, I wish I would have owned some stock and hair. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. I wish I would have, because everybody had hair on. I'm mad that I wasn't there with mine. Now think about this Think about what you just said You've got Lexi has started her own Hair hair, um, company This is for weaves okay You've got Kiara Shear Has started her own hair company People have really They've taken notice Because guess what Half these these young mothers Will go and buy some hair Before they go and buy some milk to feed their babies You better shut up you got I had a lady say to me one day, I don't even have gas to put in my car. But then I looked down at her toes, her nails, and seen her fresh hairdo. I'm just sorry, everybody. I just could not give up my money. Because I'm going to tell you something. When I don't have money, I throw a ponytail on. And if I can't get my nails done, I'll try to polish them myself. See, that's me. But I'm saying you're not hungry if you can still get your hair and nails done. Please don't cry out to God to send you some money. He gave you some. You just put it in the wrong spot. We got to learn where our priorities are, Elder. Because me, even me, I had to realize I didn't know my priorities were all wrong. I didn't know they were wrong. See, I wanted to put my house in order and then my job and I wanted my career and everything. And then, oh, oh, Lord, hey, amen. See, I wanted to put what Grandma would say, that cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. And it don't work like that because when you put all your strength in your chariots and in your horses, ain't that what the word of God says? All mm-hmm. your hopes and dreams, everything in your chariots and your horses, they're going to go down just where them chariots and horses go. Horses die and chariots get torn up. It's insane. It is so insane. Um, yeah, it just makes absolutely no sense. It, it just doesn't. But, um, that's where we've evolved to as a nation. And then we look around and say, what's wrong? Why are we in the position that we're in? And the sad part is we don't even want to change it. We don't even want to change it. Seriously. You know, it's, girl, it just hurts my heart. It just hurts my heart. It really, really does. It hurts my heart because... So many of our young people are dying and going to hell. First and foremost, there's a whole lot more of them dying by the hands of other young black people than there are dying at the hands of the, the police. Please know that. That's first and foremost. We got to start there. Okay. Start there. 
We're out here and we're protesting against the police, but seriously, we're losing more of our youth at our own hands on a daily basis than we are losing them to the police. When did they say Halloween night? Am I mistaken, Elder? They said in Halloween night in Chicago, we lost how many black young men, almost 85, that were slaughtered with gun battles? Did I get oh that story God. right? And if I did, somebody correct me. I, I did not but know. It was something, I had not heard that, yeah, but wow. Yeah, it was something that crazy, you guys. And I know somebody out there know what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying to you is, why are places like Atlanta and places like Chicago and all them called murder capitals? Why? Mm-hmm. Because we're killing you know, each Vegas other. Vegas has gotten to the place where there's a murder a day. Okay? I heard a that. A murder a day. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. Fine. And I'm and it, it's it's just sad. It's just sad. We need to come on. You know what sad is? We just it's just so hard. We're becoming scared as a people. It's so hard talking to the young kids and youth. I know because I'm a mentor. You'd be surprised some of the things that would come out of their mouths. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how many youth now that I talk to that I promise you that they can't even properly talk to me in sentences. I'm like, are we doing emojis right now? Or, I mean, are we texting? I mean, what are we doing here? You'd be Mm -hmm. surprised how many of them are worried more about sex and having babies. Yes, in our communities, you'd be surprised. Why is it? Why is there no, no more hope? Why is there no more dreams? When you try to tell them who they are and they're beautiful, you should see how many just drop their heads. Because guess what? Because before I got to them, they were in a home somewhere with somebody. And somebody was more worried about themselves. How is it? How is it? I'm going to tell you, I argue with mine, and I battle with mine all the time. But I'm going to tell you something she's going to know once she leaves out of my door. She's going to know the mama dead love She's going to know that all okay. them scars on the back of her head from the ashtray being thrown, half her hair probably snapped out on the other side that will not grow back. She's going to remember that mama did love her because of that. Do you see what I'm saying? Because if you go out there after I'm done with you, you choose to do wrong, then that's, look, look, that's completely on you. But I'm going to tell you this. Hold on, mothers that are single and fathers have abandoned. Hold on, because we got mothers that tripped and don't want the daddies to see their kids because they mad. And holding a, a good daddy back from seeing their kids. If that's somebody out there, we need to come to terms. We need to go back to God, to the Heavenly Father of the realm, where we're supposed to be as a nation, as a people. I know I got to be a queen in another life, Elder. As much expensive <laughs> stuff as I like to pick out. <laughs> Truly. Truly. No, but you know, and let me let me say this. Let me say this. What because you know what you just said is is part of an issue that we deal with. You you weren't supposed to be a queen in another life. You're supposed to be a representative of God in this life. Okay, so you no, are a on. king's child. You are a king's kid in this life. So whatever belongs to you already belongs to you. Amen. All we need to do is position ourselves so we're available for him to give us what he already has for us. Serious. But half the time we, we get so out of position, so out of place, 
that by the time it, it's time to receive from him, we don't even know, we're, like, we're not in the place to receive. Or we think that we don't deserve it. You know? Or it belongs to everybody but you. And that, that's not true. Absolutely not true. You just have to know that you know that you know that God is there. Let me tell you something. And I, I, I got to share this because this blew my mind. I was on the plane, um, what was that, Wednesday, coming home. And as I'm reading, I was reading Bishop Tudor Bismarck's um, book about authority in the house. And he had said something, and he made reference to the items that was in the Ark of the Covenant. And he talked about um, the rod of Aaron and the budding and the priesthood. And then he talked about the manna. And he said something to the effect that the manna was put there to remind the children of Israel that daily God provided. And I promise you, as I read that, this little light bulb went off within me, and I'm sitting on the plane going, O-M-G, just like that. And it just it dropped so heavy in my spirit. We are always, and I know I'm not the only one, but I know I've done it for years, going, you know, God, why is it that I just have just enough, okay? I can't step, seem to step into that overflow. I want the overflow. You know what I'm saying? I want to have yeah. the abundance. Yeah. I want the more than just enough and all these different things, right? And as I was sitting there and I read that, it became so crystal clear. We have to, and we've talked about this on previous shows, we have to discern and figure out what season in life are we at. Where are we with the Father? And when you think about it, we have gone through so many wilderness experiences. But remember, it was in the wilderness that they wanted for nothing. Their daily need was provided. And and when he gave them manna in the evening for them to go and collect, if they hoarded it to try to keep some, they went and got more than they needed, and they hoarded it to try to keep it, it rotted throughout the night because they had not reached their promised land. In the promised land, he said, it flowed with milk and honey, and you would dwell in houses that you did not build, and there would be more than enough. But when we're walking through the various wilderness stages of our lives, he is providing for us everything we need on a daily basis. We're so busy looking five years ahead, worried about what's going to happen last week. But what's going on today? And did he not give you everything you needed for today? Did he not? Did he not do what you needed? And I was like, oh, my God. So we waste so much time worrying about why we don't have what we don't have instead of recognizing and appreciating and loving God for what he is doing today. What has he done today? (laughs) Okay? Today, do you have food to eat? Today, do you have a roof over your head? Today. Okay? What, What is it that he's done for you today? Because he said in his word, tomorrow will take care of itself. Give us this day our daily bread, this day. And that's exactly what he provided for them. That's exactly what he provided. I remember years ago, I said, I remember I told God one day, this was when I was living in Florida, and I said, you know, Daddy, I don't really have to be wealthy. I just want to be comfortable. I want to be able to do whatever it is that I want to be able to do. I want to be able to do it. And he asked me crystal clear, he said, and what are you doing now? 
And I had to stop. Right, I was going to tell you whatever it was that yeah, I wanted to You always have. <laughs> Everything. You always <laughs> have. You've always put us on the lap of luxuries. When you wanted a cabin in the hills, you got the biggest cabin in the hills. When you wanted a yacht and for your birthday, a, you had a yacht for your birthday. You, you see what I'm saying? Do you understand you what I'm saying? One time. Remember the last oh. You said, I said, you I showed up to church. You. I was like, shut up. You were like brand new Lexus, y'all, when they came out that really pretty bubble style. She was like, it was that little one. It was for my birthday. It was for my birthday. It was for your birthday. Show up. Show up. Why are we tripping? Why? 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 Okay? Because whatever it is that we think we want, you know, we we bought into the lie of the world. You know what I'm saying? That we got to go make this happen. We don't have to go make anything happen. All we got to do is be who God called us to be and trust him and believe that he will take care of the rest. He will take care of the rest. Because 90% of the things that I've been able to do, it didn't cost me anything. Somebody else paid for it. (laughs) You know? The yacht for my 50th. Somebody else paid for it. I'm sitting up here going now. I'm like, okay, Daddy, well, you know, my 60th is in a couple of months, so what we doing? Yay! Yay! What we doing? (laughs) Okay? But I'm serious. So, you know, it goes back to, again, what I shared with Oral Roberts. We just don't know who we are. We don't know who we are, even not just as a black people, but as a child of God. So don't worry about you being a queen in the, another life. You're his child in this life. And he said, no good thing will he withhold from those that love him, that are called according to his purpose. No good thing. No good thing. So we're going to deal with healing in our land. We're going to deal with healing in our nations. We're going to unify our first step. Our first step in unification is being unified with God, being called according to his purpose, aligning ourselves with what that purpose is, and letting him do the rest. So I want to just put it out there. We're, We're coming down to the end of the show i got five minutes left, and I just want to really put it out there. What is your place in what's going on? What has God purposed to use you to do in the middle of what's going on in your home, in your community, and in your nation? Are you doing what my sister said earlier? Are you praying for the strategies of God? And what to do and how you go forth, how you handle the the hurt, the pain, the anger, the bitterness. How are you handling it? Because I promise you, all of us are feeling it. We're all seeing the graphic accounts of what is going on, okay? But if we are to be true unto ourselves, you cannot single out and hate every police officer you see when there are far more good ones than there are bad ones. You cannot single out and hate every black person you see when there are far more good ones than there are bad ones. You've got to get to that place where you say, God, what is my place in this? What have you created me to do? You are here in this country, in this state, in this time frame because he has need of you. So now it's time. It's on you to say, Daddy, what do you want me to do? Heal my hurt, heal my pain, 
heal my anger so that I can go out and be effectively used by you to bring about change because you've been created as a change agent. So allow him to utilize that that he placed within you when he created you. You've been created with purpose, with destiny, and with greatness, and with the power and the ability to make a change in the lives of those you come in contact with. You are uh, a, a influential person. You're a, a, an agent of influence in your home, on your job, in the grocery store. You have the ability to make a difference. Don't abuse it. Use it to the glory of God. And that's all I have to say about it. Sis, I'm going to let you go ahead and share your closing thoughts. Wow, again, you you definitely said everything to expertise, but something came to my spirit while you were talking, Elder. And, and it said, you you guys remember a long time ago, back in the 70s, where when we was wearing our afros and our bell bottoms, we used to throw up a, a mm-hmm. fist sign. We used to say, black mm-hmm. power. Black power. Well, I mm-hmm. said, yeah. We need to get back to our black power. What happened to our power? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. power, people don't realize, mm-hmm. don't come from guns. Or what you can really say out of your out of out of your reaction, power comes from your silence of learning how to control a situation when it's happening. Power comes from when you can say the right words at the right time, so it, when it time comes time, it can be bring forth fruit in its right season. Power is when you can take someone that's not don't belong to you or not a family member. You can care about them sometimes if you see them down and out. Power comes from many different channels in your life. And I'm here just to challenge someone today to say, what is your power today? Mm. What is your power? And I really don't have much to say. I just pray in the name of Jesus for everyone that is hurting right now, those that have lost loved ones, those who had knew of someone that lost someone, whether it's on either side of the fence because there's still murders going on around the world, not just those murders. But we just lifting right. up because we know that hurt and pain, it hurts to lose someone. My niece, mm-hmm. eldest daughter, lost her husband to violence. Yeah. And it hurt yeah. us many a years. But the blessing is, if we would all went out there to react on how we felt about him, then I don't know if half of us would be here to be able to tell you the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we true. had to learn how to deal with it, didn't we, sis? And we had to learn yes, how to did. pray about it. And we had to learn how to endure it. And now it's a testimony to let a lot of people out there know you can get through it. So I just want to say that I love everybody. And I pray that the peace of God be upon you, that praise would be in your mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Elder. Amen, amen. Well, to God be the glory. We will be back with you again next week. We're praying that your week is fruitful fruitful in the power that God has provided you with. You have an awesome week. We love you. God bless you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.